G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Sometimes I look around at the world in which we live and wonder, how long will this planet survive given all the things that we're doing to it? Good news is, though, that one day it'll all be gone. So why is that good news? Because it'll be replaced by a new heaven and a new earth. Diamond, thank you so much for joining me today as we take a look at hope, your hope, from a different perspective. We tend to think and live and behave as though this life we're living right now is going to go on forever and ever. Here's a little tip. It's not. And in fact, the things we take for granted, this great planet we live in, the sun getting up every morning, the moon, one day all those will be gone too. So then what? Some people find these sorts of discussions a little, well, unsettling. The idea of Armageddon. We're all wary of those doomsday cults who are preparing for the end of the world next Thursday or the week after. How many times have you seen one of those on the evening news? And of course, they're always wrong. We're still here, right? Well, don't worry. I'm I'm not one of those. That's not what I'm going to be talking about today. I'm simply going to the point that the Bible tells us that at some stage, all this stuff we take for granted is going to come to an end. And those who have put their trust in Jesus will spend the rest of eternity with him in their new resurrection bodies. And there will be a new heaven and a new earth. So how does this all turn out? Well, fortunately, we know to some extent how it's going to end. Have a listen to what God says to us from the last book of the Bible, second last chapter, Revelation chapter 21. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for a husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them, they will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more, for the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Also, he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. Those who conquer will inherit these things, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the polluted, the murderers, the fornicators, the sorcerers, the idolaters, all liars, their place will be in the lake that burns of fire and sulfur, which is the second death. See, there's the good news and the bad news. All throughout the Bible, you see God talking about the fact that he wants to be our God and he wants for us to be his people. And yet over and over again, his people rebelled against him until eventually 
He sent Jesus to dwell in our midst and then the Holy Spirit to dwell in each man and woman and child who believes in Jesus. But look at how it ends. We're reunited with Jesus. The old earth and old heaven pass away. All things are made new. Hmm. No pollution, no tsunamis, no earthquakes, no disease, no pain, no suffering, none of that. Jesus, God himself, in our midst. And those who persevere and conquer, those who trust in Christ, all of those will inherit this new perfect creation. And those who don't, won't. And then John, the writer of this book of Revelation, goes on to paint this this amazing picture of what this new heaven and new earth will look like. We don't have time to read it all, so I really encourage you to grab a Bible, grab a cup of tea or coffee over the next couple of days sometime and sit down and just immerse yourself in Revelation chapter 21 and 22. The picture that God paints for us there of what's coming is utterly amazing. Anything we have today, any joy, any beauty, any trials, any pains, just pale into insignificance when you compare them to this. John goes on to write, I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty and the Lamb. And the city has no need of a sun or a moon to shine in it, for the glory of God is its light, and its lamp is the Lamb. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. Its gates will never be shut by day, and there will be no night there. People will bring into it the glory and the honour of the nations, but nothing unclean will enter it nor anyone who practices abomination or falsehood, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. I I don't know what you're looking forward to the most in the future, but this is what I'm looking forward to. As big and as important as all the things going on in my life today and tomorrow seem, they will be completely meaningless when I stand one day on that day in the presence of God. We've been given a beautiful world to live in. We've been given amazing bodies. God has given us the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and the animals and the beasts and the insects and and the weather and the wind and the sunshine and the rain and the moon and all these amazing things. But friend, one day, one day those will all pass away. They will all be gone. The good, the bad, the ugly, it'll all be gone. And it'll be replaced by this, Revelation chapter 22. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city. On either side of the river is the tree of life with its twelve kinds of fruit, producing its fruit each month. And the leaves of the tree are the healing of the nations. Nothing accursed will be found there any more, but the throne of God and the Lamb will be in it and his servants will worship him. They will, they will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads, and there will be no more night. They need no light of lamp or sun, for God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. And he said to me, These words are trustworthy and true, for the Lord, the God of spirits, of the prophets, he has sent his angel to show his servants what must soon take place. See, I'm coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. What are you looking forward to in your future? I've said this a few times in this series, that without hope for the future, our lives cease to have value and meaning and purpose. People who take their own lives do so because they've completely lost hope. But look at the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Have you given your life to Jesus yet? Would you like to? 
Well, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't give you the opportunity to do just that. So if you want to step into the hope that you can have through Jesus and what he did for you, then why don't you pray this prayer with me in your heart right now? Pray to God, Lord, as you've shared this amazing picture of what is to come with me today through your word, I can't put this off any longer. I've been running from you and running, but it hasn't been working. So today, Lord, is the day that I finally come to my senses. Today, I want to say sorry for all the things that I've done wrong and turn my life over into your hands. Please forgive me through the price that Jesus paid for me on the cross and give me a new life. Put your Holy Spirit in me. Give me the power to live my life for you. Lead me wherever you will. Call me to whatever you would call me to and give me the courage to take up my cross and follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, if you've just prayed that prayer with me, then you are forgiven. You have a new life in Christ. All the old things have passed away. The slate is wiped clean and all things are new. And you have just stepped into the certain hope of resurrection after death and a life eternal in the very presence of God. Welcome to the rest of your eternity with Jesus. Let me encourage you to find a Bible-believing church, become part of a dynamic, vital faith community to worship and to serve God and to grow in your relationship with Him. Get ready. Eternity's coming. Before we go, I'd just like to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at powerfulprayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word as well. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is powerfulprayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.